It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob's. Sanders. Well, we're Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app, thanks for calling us up today, checking us out. However you're reaching us today, we appreciate it. Of course, we got the folks watching on Facebook Live as usual. You can follow me on Facebook and enjoy the show that way. Conversations within conversations go on during uh, the Facebook Live uh, group there. Um, today, we've got tons of stuff we'll get into. Got some comments from Coach Will Muschamp with South Carolina uh, at the Gamecock Spurs Up Tour event last night. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll also talk about uh, one of the Clemson games. The time was announced for that with the Syracuse game. We'll get into that as well. And what else? Oh, the New York Knicks fans are stupid. Some of the audio that I've gotten from Knicks fans, crazy. I'll play a little bit of that later on. Um, what would happen if Zion Williamson decided, you know what, I don't want to play for the New Orleans Pelicans? Huh? Yeah, we'll talk about that too. But we lead off today with the big story that is up involving the Clemson football program. Graduate linebacker Shaq Smith has entered the NCAA portal. He was expected to compete for a starting role this season. Had 29 tackles with a sack and interception over 203 snaps in 26 games and he was rated as a five-star prospect out of IMG Academy and you know what he is just leaving the program um, from TigerNet exciting is an understatement for me I'm going on year four and this is um, this is stuff he said from the spring I've been around some great players I've been here since Ben Bulware and Dorian O'Daniel and Kendall Joseph all are great guys and all are great leaders, and we're all great players. So to be able to sit behind those guys, watch those guys lead, you know, watch those guys, even the front four like Christian and Cleveland, Farrell, and all those guys, to watch them, to see them and how they love their teammates or how they work and how they've helped take this team to the top. So he was adamant that he thought he was going to be a starter going into this coming season. Now, the Gamecock fans that uh, like to, uh, I guess, poke holes in it can say that with Clemson losing a lot of these players, that it's a sinking ship. You can make that argument, or you can look at it from a different perspective of, 
Maybe he knew he wasn't going to play. Maybe he knew that was like his last spot. Meaning that he only has one year left. If he has one year left, he wants the chance to play. You can't fault the young man for that. Maybe something was said to him by a coach. This is all stuff that we're just speculating on, by the way. And by the way, it looks like this is going to be the new normal. So you need to strap in for this. Just because you think you've got X person here or Y person there that's slated to play, it's not the way it is. If kids get upset and they want to go somewhere else, they're going to go. It's just what you have to learn to deal with. So what will Clemson look like next season? Well, if you look at it from a couple of different perspectives, he was competing with Jamie Skalski, Isaiah Simmons, and Chad Smith to round out being one of the starting trio at linebacker this spring. The coaches were high on him. So what's Clemson going to look like with him gone? Skowski will obviously most likely get the start at the Will linebacker spot. Skowski played in 38 snaps uh, in the national championship game, had 10 tackles, six tackles, one for loss at Georgia Tech as a starting linebacker in place of Kendall Joseph last year. So you got somebody that can play. It's not like they're going to start a true freshman in this spot. At the Mike linebacker spot is going to be Chad Smith, who's played a lot of uh, special teams, and enters the 2019 season with 74 tackles, five tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, a pass breakup, and a forced fumble. The other linebacker spot was going to be Isaiah Simmons, regardless of if this guy stayed on the team or not. So does it hurt Clemson? Yes, because I'm sure they were depending on this guy to be a guy that can help on the depth front. But is Clemson going to tail off? You never know. I wonder now with seeing, especially how it went down with Kelly Bryant and how he's going to be at Missouri and most likely going to start at Missouri. Then you see Tavian Feaster go. If it looks like Those guys tested the water. Now you're going to have guys that are thinking, well, heck, if they did it, I can do it too. But understand, if you have a guy that can play or he thinks he can play and he's not going to get the playing time that he wants, he's going to move on. It's just the way that it is. Call us up this afternoon at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Are you thinking like uh, my buddy Lewis is thinking on Facebook Live and saying it's a sinking ship up at Clemson and kids just want to get out of there? Or are you thinking maybe he just wasn't getting the playing time he wanted and he wanted to go somewhere else? Either way, Clemson will not have Shaq Smith entering this upcoming season. So we can take your calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. By the way, 
If you want some more college football stuff here, the Clemson-Syracuse game on September the 14th will be televised primetime, 7.30 on ABC, part of their Saturday night football lineup. It will be Syracuse's home game. Think about that for a second. Jared, think about, like, remember when homecoming you would always have somebody on your schedule that, like, you could hammer? You know? Yeah, not so much. Clemson Clemson is Syracuse's home a homecoming opponent. Wow, that's that's gonna be a gong show <laughs> if you're big on the homecoming front. But then again, the last time Clemson played in the Carrier Dome didn't work out too well for the Tigers. So also, we have some Gamecock football stuff today, too. Um, you know, I've been big on scheduling. And I've said that that since the start of this show. If you have four non-conference games, they need to be against Power 5 teams. Apparently, that message isn't getting through to some folks. South Carolina in 2024 will play the Akron Zips. Yep, the Akron Zips will return to Columbia. There was about, what, I mean, let's be honest, maybe 2,000 fans at that game last year. And I know, I know, I know, it was a rainstorm, and the season was over, Rob. I just expect better of a different fan bases. I'm sorry. But they return because apparently nobody cares about selling tickets down at South Carolina. Just saying. Schedule a Power 5 team because when you hear Akron Zips, the thing that you hear after that, oh, great, we're playing the Zips. Yep. Yep. There'll be more people in the press box than there'll be in the stands. Absolute disgusting. Serious. Now, the other end of it is is that 2024 is when certain um, certain people will tell you because they like to look ahead and they like to try to sandwich away when someone makes a bad decision. That's the next time that South Carolina will play Alabama, but this time they have to go on the road. So, yeah, you need that cupcake schedule there because that's what you're going to have. When you have Akron on your schedule, I don't care who else is there. It's a cupcake schedule because they're going to have definitely a team from in-state. So you'll have an in-state team that will be severely outmatched in Akron. Make sure we understand, Akron is not App State, okay? Akron is not a power team that can come in and actually have a, have a shot at beating South Carolina. I don't even know who's going to be on the 2024 team. South Carolina wins that game by two touchdowns. Guaranteed right now. Sign me up. Whatever. It's absolutely disgraceful what goes on with scheduling. And Clemson's no better, too, with some of the stuff that they roll out. Some people are getting into their heads that people aren't going to go to these games where they play suck competition. But then you have the same set of people. They're like, well, we're playing Alabama in the, and we have to go there in 2024. You know what? If you're going to sit here and tell me all the time, well, we play in the SEC and it's the absolute most brutal thing ever. Stop it. You don't play the cream of the crop in the West every year. You don't play Alabama every year. You don't play Auburn every year. Yes, you do have Texas A&M. You don't play LSU every year. 
So stop with this nonsense of, oh, but we have the toughest schedule in the world. Nobody wants to hear it. It's not working. Okay? First of all, if you want your schedule not to suck, get better. That way you can beat said teams. Second of all, if you're going to use that as a crutch, stop complaining about it. Just stop. 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to get involved with the rundown this afternoon. I've got some comments from uh, Coach Muschamp today. He was at the Spurs Up event last night down in the Low Country. And the interesting thing that he did was he talked a little bit about the run-pass option and the running game with the Gamecocks. And he talked about how maybe they should not be into so many sets where they get to an RPO option. Here's Coach Muschamp last night talking about the Gamecock running game. We need to be in situations where we can run it and haul it and call it. Uh, and not be in a situation where it's an RPO. We need to be in a situation where we need to be more successful running the ball. But a lot of that goes back to we're blocking the box a lot and in, in, in some really good situations. We've got to be more consistent at the running back position as well. So the running back position, obviously, I think that all Gamecock fans will tell you inconsistency is the key word there. I think the last really great Gamecock running back was Mike Davis. Just my opinion. Call me up and tell me I'm wrong at 803-978-1832. One other comment from Coach Muschamp at the Spurs Up event last night. And this has to do with the players that are around the low country, but he also updated the status on Ortrey Smith. Ortrey's been cleared. He's doing everything. I'm really pleased with his rehab and how that's gone. Uh, Parker White, we just put on scholarship, and Bailey Hart's been a very solid contributor of our football team. Up in Somerville, Zach Bailey just finished his career as a Gamecock. He will make an NFL team. I know that. He's a really good football player and had a great career for us. So he's talking up the, uh, the recruiting down in the low country. But the big thing there is Ortrey Smith is good to go. So if you're uh, Jake Bentley, you're happy about that because you lose your potential game breaker, your game breaker in Debo Samuel. Now you get somebody that is a potential game breaker in Ortrey Smith. Apparently he is saddled up, ready to go. So if you have Ortrey Smith on one side and then you have Brian Edwards on the other and then Shy Smith in the mix too, that's three pretty good receivers there for uh, Jake Bentley to work with. So that's some good news for the Gamecocks going into the season. It's great going into 2024, by the way, scheduling Akron. Woo-hoo! I've been to birthday parties that had more people at it than the Akron game last year. And I just don't think fans are going to be online with that anyway. I really don't. We bought a new TV at our house last night because, you know, the kids... The kids broke the old one, basically. But this new TV has that nice crystal clear picture on it. Why would you want to go to a game like that? And it's just going to be worse by 2024. You may be able to do the virtual reality thing where you can sit in your living room and and pretend that you're at Williams-Brice Stadium, but you still got your bathroom and your liquor drinks down the hall. Scheduling games like this are eventually going to hurt athletic programs. 803-978-1832. 
803-978-1832. Joseph says, with Feaster in the backfield, they'll be set. I think he's talking about South Carolina. If they can get Tavian Feaster to transfer there. So that should be interesting, too. Gamecock fans, do you want all these transfers from Clemson? Because right now there's two on the market. I'm certain Tavian Feaster would start day one. Shaq Smith, on the other hand, I'd have to do a little research on the Gamecock linebacking core. He'd definitely be in the mix. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Later on, I'll give you my top five uh, with the NBA and who I think is going to go where. Well, also, you know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I have to play this right now because it's, it's really that funny. New York Knicks fans last night, they were, oh, my goodness. Oh, we're going to get the number one pick. Then it gets announced. Yeah, then, then they're just, they say things like this. Yeah. yeah, Knicks fan. That may be Will Pelagic from the SC Sports Show. That may be Will Pelagic. I don't know. Check out the SC Sports Show with Will Pelagic and Lon Swan on our sister station, News Radio 560 WVOC. If you call and you mention the Knicks, this may happen. No! <laughs> yep. I don't feel one ounce of regret for the Knicks fans. If you act that stupid, I got nothing for you. Okay, but that may be Will Pelagic that uh, is yelling about the Knicks. But I'll tell you who I think the the Pelicans, who have the number one pick, are going to take. Yeah, we'll get into that and a lot more this afternoon here on the Rundown. Also, a rundown on the baseball stuff. The Atlanta Braves calling up Austin Riley. Why I think that's not a good idea. Braves fans are all happy about this. Yay! Yeah, you're happy now. But uh, may end up biting you in the end. Where's Clemson in the latest baseball projections for the NCAA tournament? I'll tell you about that. Also, some comments from Coach Monty Lee and comments from Coach Mark Kingston last night. Clemson wins over Coastal Carolina 14-3. to That is a curb stomping, by the way. And then, of course, uh, USC Upstate falls last night to the Gamecocks 1 to nothing. Um, feel bad for the USC Upstate pitcher. He went and threw a gem last night, but comes up short. South Carolina picks up the win. We'll have some comments from Coach Kingston as well. Uh, there's another person there talking about uh, Clemson's a sinking ship. Is Clemson a sinking ship? <laughs> Give us a call, 803-978-1832. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. If you want to call up and talk about Shaq Smith heading out for the Clemson Tigers, where will he end up next? It seems like I've got transfer portal stuff like every day now. 
we'll figure out where he's going to go, and then uh, we'll go from there. But uh, we'll do this segment on baseball, and then we'll talk some NBA draft. Uh, I just want to play. I just want to play this clip of it. Maybe Will Pelagic. I don't know. Just upset last night. Yeah. The Knicks don't get the number one pick in the draft. It goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, what if Zion Williamson decided, I don't want to play for the Pelicans? Where could he go? I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But let's do our baseball segment first. We'll start with the Gamecocks last night. They win one to nothing over uh, USC Upstate, plating a run in the ninth inning. Coach Mark Kingston was happy with his starter, Parker Coyne, and the fact that he was efficient last night on the uh, on the rubber. You know, he only threw 67 pitches, too. That's maybe even better than the five innings he gave us. He only threw 67 pitches, which means he, he'll be available for game three if we need him. And then everybody else threw in, in a, a number that will make them available. So to get a win and still have everybody available this weekend was exactly what we were hoping for. Then he got some great pitching from uh, Gage Henson in the ninth inning. And I'll tell you what, you watch the very end of that game. He pretty much was putting the team on his shoulders and uh, led them to a victory last night, shutting down uh, the uh, USC Upstate when they loaded the bases. Made some big pitches there, four strikeouts, one walk in the two innings, and you know just can't say enough. It's his birthday, and you know just great to see him have that success today. So the Gamecocks now have a three-game set with Mississippi State on the road. The big thing for them now is to win more games than Alabama this weekend. That's basically how it comes down. If they can win two games and Alabama wins one, then congratulations, the Gamecocks will get to go to Hoover, and then we could talk about Gamecock baseball next week. If not, eh, their season's over. Now, Clemson is projected into the NCAA tournament. They are one of the last five in in the D1 baseball polls. They have Clemson playing in the Athens Regional against Georgia. Obviously, Georgia will host that. Clemson would be the three seed, Illinois the two seed, VCU the four seed. Clemson, of course, had a 20-inning game with Georgia earlier this season. So... Could Clemson uh, go in and make some magic? you got to make the field first. But the team that Clemson is playing this weekend is the team that's listed right behind them as far as projections go, and that's Wake Forest. They're one of the first five out in the D1 baseball poll. So this series could determine who is going to the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's that big of a series for Clemson and Wake Forest this weekend up at Doug Kingsmore. Now, last night, though, was pretty much Clemson just taking out the bat and beating Coastal Carolina silly as they win 14-3. Grayson Bird, 3-for-6, six, 6 RBIs and a grand slam. Coach Monty Lee was happy across the board. Very, very happy with what we did out of the bullpen. Uh, played a good game defensively and offensively. Obviously, we swung the bats very, very well. So, overall, um, you know, hit the ball well, pitched well, played good defensively. Got a win here tonight on the road, and it'll be a good, uh, good ride home back to Clemson. Clemson is uh, likely no better than a seven seed. Could finish as low as the 11th overall seed in the uh, ACC. Currently tied with Wake Forest for the eighth spot. Duke is a game ahead, but does have the uh, head-to-head tiebreaker with Clemson and uh, the tiebreaker with Wake Forest. Virginia and Notre Dame are both a game back, so they'll they'll go into pool play next week once uh, 
things get going up in Durham. So there's your rundown on the college baseball front for South Carolina. It's uh, try to win the series of Mississippi State. For Clemson, it's try to win that series over Wake Forest. Gamecocks need that series to uh, possibly get to Hoover. So the Atlanta Braves, by the way, are calling up Austin Riley. Is viewed as one of their top position player prospects, according to several different uh, sources out there. They just started putting him out in left field with the Gwinnett Stripers, which I could go on an absolute rant with why we ha- why can't we call them the Gwinnett Braves like we always did? Doesn't make any sense. But now they're the Gwinnett Stripers because of Stripe Mouth Bass is an intimidating mascot. You do the math. Where's Chief Nakahoma? That's who we need. But anyway, Riley's hit 299 with 15 homers and a 1.057 OPS in 37 games at AAA. You know what? He also hit a grand slam last night in the win over Buffalo. In the month of May for the Stripers, he has a 360 average, 10 homers, 23 RBIs, scored 16 runs, walked nine times. That's all in just 13 games and 50 at-bats. So in 50 at-bats, he's walked nine times, struck out nine times, and hit 10 homers. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So the reason that he's going up for the Atlanta Braves is because Indar Inciarte has something going on with his back, and he's going to the injured list. And that will bring up this young man, Riley, and he may get some uh, time to go out there and, and show his stuff. Now, I'm in the camp of I don't really like bringing him up this early because you can make him a Super 2 player. And what happened is is that if they'd have waited a couple more weeks, they could have avoided giving him uh, gain, avoiding him gaining an extra year of arbitration, which gives you an extra year of club control. But that's not going to work. If they waited just a couple more weeks, they could have done that. But now, not so much. That's why I say keep him down in the minors. But at this juncture, maybe the Braves should think about trading this guy for some pitching. Braves pitching staff is not very impressive right now. MLB Pipeline ranks Riley as the number four prospect in the organization. Baseball's number 34 prospect overall. Only Toronto's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Cincinnati's Nick Senzel rank higher as third base prospects. So he is the Braves prospect of the future at third base. I get that, but I'm not sure that that's the route I'd want to go right now. Giving up a year of our, of arbitration. That just, when I look at that, that just sucks, in my opinion. So I'll be jacked up tonight as a Braves fan watching Austin Riley take the field. We'll see what he does against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it can't be much better than last night, because last night was, ladies and gentlemen, it was in Atlanta. <sighs> You know, I thought that they were going to do better, but of course it was a gong show. Yep, 
that's pretty much what it was last night. A gong show in Atlanta. My buddy, JR, that does the baseball nerdcast with me, which you can find on our website at foxwatchradio1400.com, is a St. Louis Cardinals apologist. They could be like 70 and 92, and he thinks they're going to win the World Series. He's one of those guys. I was looking forward to trolling him last night on Twitter and Facebook. Didn't happen. That's, that's how much of a gong show it was last night in Atlanta as the Braves open up their series with the Cardinals, losing 14-3. to The Braves held to just three hits. The Cardinals had 14 of them. You'd think they would have been a little more, I don't know, judicious and hand out a couple of hits to the Braves there. Why not? <laughs> some, some socialist hitting there. <laughs> but the Braves lose 14-3, to and they will uh, tee it up tonight with, I don't know if Austin Riley is going to start or not, Generally, that's what they do. They bring them up and put them out there and see what they can do quickly. The Braves are at 500 on the season. Waka gets the start for St. Louis. Soraka's on the mound for the Bravos. First pitch in SunTrust Park is at 720. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Strap in. It's time for the list. All right, today's list, ladies and gentlemen, is my top five players as far as uh, where I think they're going to go in the NBA draft. Now, I have to be honest with you. I don't know if this draft order is going to stay the same. But as of today, um, this is where I think I've got these guys going. Now, I'm going to go out and throw out number six. Number six is for my Phoenix Suns because I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Jared Culliver from Texas Tech. That's who I think the Suns are going to take. So there you go on that. Now we'll get started with the actual list of five. Number five. At number five, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they're going to take DeAndre Hunter, uh, the big forward there from Virginia. Um, I think he's just kind of the fit that they need. And I think that uh, he'll help Coach Beeline as he tries to resurrect that gong show of a program up there. I call it a program, but a team up there at Cleveland. Number four. The Los Angeles Lakers, you know, I I don't know what they're going to do. They may try to trade out of it, but if I were the Lakers, I would take Darius Garland. He is the um, the guard from Vanderbilt, 6'3", 173 pounds. He did have a knee injury five games in, so but I think he has the opportunity to maybe learn something from LeBron James. We'll see how that works out for the Lakers at number four. Number three. Number three, you know, the New York Knicks, they have the number three pick. That is the worst pick ever to have because you don't get the two guys at number one and number two that everybody is in love with. You know what I mean? So they get R.J. Barrett, who is a good player, but I don't think he's as good as the other guys. And the misery will continue for the New York Knicks. Number two. The number two goes to uh, Memphis Grizzlies. They're going to take Ja Morant. They may look at R.J. Barrett, but if they're smart, they'll take Ja Morant. The Murray State product, a great, great player. He has some time. He can learn from Mike Conley, who's still under contract there. And you know what? I think he's going to do really, really well. He'll be the king of Memphis, like the second king, or maybe the third king. It's Elvis, Jerry the King, and then Ja the King. That's what's going to happen in Memphis when they pick up the uh, point guard from Murray State. And number one. Of course, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to go with Zion Williamson, and he's not happy about it, by the way. 
they ushered him out of that room quick. He was thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be a New York Nick. Nah, man, go down to New Orleans. That's where he's going to end up to start his career anyway. And that's where he's going to go is to the New Orleans Pelicans. Everybody talks that he's like the greatest player in the draft and stuff like that. I don't see it. I'm just saying. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's that good of a shooter. And you can't play bully ball in the NBA like he did in, in at Duke, because there are guys in the NBA that are going to be just as big as he is. Simple as that. So I don't think he's going to be that great. Just my opinion. But he will be the number one overall pick, regardless of who is picking. So there's my top five in the NBA draft. Uh, Joseph wants to know why he wouldn't want to go to New Orleans. Because there is an elitist concept in the NBA that they try to shove down our throats because the only thing they show on ESPN is what the Knicks are going to do or what the Lakers are going to do. That a lot of these college kids think, oh, I shouldn't go and play at a great city like New Orleans or I shouldn't go and play at a great city like Charlotte or even Cleveland, even though sometimes Cleveland could be determined as not a great city. But the reality is, is that they don't want any of these guys going to these smaller market teams. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because they want the, the best thing for ratings for ESPN is for the Knicks and the Lakers to be awesome. But the Knicks and the Lakers right now are not awesome. And the NBA is going to be smarting going into next season because your NBA Finals could be Portland and Milwaukee. Yep, that could happen. Nobody's going to watch the NBA Finals unless you're myself or Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk because we are NBA apologists and we're going to watch the NBA regardless. But the true fans are not going to watch. They're not going to care. They're just not going to care. I think like LeBron James was in, what, seven straight NBA Finals? Something like that. And his first year without the Finals, I bet the numbers for the Finals are going to be in the tank. Regardless of what you think of LeBron James, that's what's going to happen. But Zion was reportedly rooting to go to New York. You know, and there's going to be people that will tell you, well, he can make more money going to New York. I don't want to hear that. Agents can call you. There's this thing called a video conference where they can video conference with you wherever you are. You don't have to live in New York City to make money. So there is talk, maybe out there, that he hasn't signed with his agent yet. He could go back to Duke. Wait, what? There's a big injury option out there, though, because if he has another sneaker blowout, he's going to be screwed. But he could get out of going to New York, or excuse me, to New Orleans, if he decides, uh, yeah, I don't have an agent, and I'm going back. He could go back to Duke. Will that happen? Probably not. But if he wants to avoid going to one of the coolest cities in the country and instead go to New York 
and play for the Knicks, which, by the way, they're going to be... We mentioned gong show here. That's like my favorite term right now is a gong show. The Knicks are a gong show. He could go and try to play for New Orleans, who, by the way, still have Anthony Davis in the mix down there. They could trade and get the number three pick from the Knicks, and they could draft Zion at one and Cam Reddish at two. Or, excuse me, at three. Or, excuse me, R.J. Barrett at three. So he could play with Barrett, his guy he played in, in, uh, in college with. They've got Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson. You've got a, a heck of a young team there. Drew Holiday can play. You put those three in the mix, put some veterans around them, maybe they sneak into the playoffs next year. But Anthony Davis doesn't want to be there, and if he doesn't want to be there, I'm in the camp of don't make him go there. But I'm also in the camp of Anthony Davis has that option because Anthony Davis is a six-time All-Star. Zion Williamson has not played one second of basketball in the NBA. He doesn't get to determine where he wants to go and play. That's not the way that it works. You be thankful for where you're drafted. If it's Milwaukee, you go to Milwaukee. If it's Phoenix, you go to Phoenix. Wherever it is, you go. And you play your time there like Anthony Davis did. And then if you decide you want to leave and you've made enough a clout with your stats and enough uh, tape out there shows that you're a good player, then you have the option and you can go. But as of right now, Zion Williamson needs to suck it up and go play for the Pelicans if they draft him first. Don't be a baby, Zion. Because people will not look at you the same. The only guy that ever really got away with that, there's two that I can think of. I think Eli Manning got away with it, telling uh, whoever it was he wasn't going there. I think it was it was it uh, San Diego. Yeah. I think it was Eli Manning with San Diego and Kobe Bryant. I don't think you're a Kobe Bryant type guy yet. Sorry. And even if when they did it, they were acting like babies too. All right, more of the rundown when we come back right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. Final segment of the show this afternoon. Don't forget, Clemson Sports Talk is next. We've talked about all kinds of stuff today. Shaq Smith transferring. Do you think that's going to hurt the Clemson uh, depth this season at linebacker? Yeah, I don't know if he was going to start or not, though. I really don't. You've also got the uh, stuff with uh, Clemson playing homecoming at Syracuse. (laughs) <laughs> up at the Carrier Dome. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. We can talk a little bit about the uh, uh, Coach Muschamp's comments or Trey Smith ready to go. A couple of little things before we get out of here, including the one big trade that that would make a lot of sense is, of course, for the Knicks, who have have um, very unreasonable fans. They were beyond upset last night after not getting the number one pick because, let's be honest, ESPN have been saying for months, oh, well, the Knicks are going to get the number one pick, and they didn't. So now you've got Knicks fans, and they're not happy. Actual reaction last night from some Knicks fans. No! 
Uh, that is not Will Pelagic from the SC Sports Show. He claims that his reaction was not safe for the radio airwaves. So he is the only Knicks fan I know. So I can give him grief. Well, Kelly Nash from WCOS is a Knicks fan. But I tell you what, if I'm the Knicks, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to trade away that number three pick. And I'm going to send it to the to the Memphis, excuse me, to New Orleans. And I'm going to give them a ton of stuff just so I have the option of getting Anthony Davis. Let's head out to the phones. Oh, there we go. Call or call us back. Let's try one more time. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Hey, Rob. How are you today? Hey, man. How are you? I'm taking it easy. Who was another guy that didn't want to go where he was drafted at? John Elway. Yeah, I know. You know, Joseph, Joseph mentioned that on Facebook Live. I just hadn't gotten to it yet, but you're right about that. I think that that's the only three that I can remember, though. Yeah, that's the only one. You know, they're, they're popular guys. See, that's why. Another thing, uh, who's transferring from Clemson? Shaq Smith? Shaq Smith, the linebacker, um, the uh, former five-star prod, uh, product out of IMG Academy, mm-hmm. has said that he is tra- hitting the transfer portal, and he is going to leave the Clemson program. Oh, these guys must have get beat up by somebody else. Can't take it. Well, I mean, I think that if you if you're told, yeah, you're probably going to be in a mix as a senior, that right. may kind of tell you, all right, I'm not going to play much. Mm-hmm. Could be that too. Yeah. Hey, last thing, did Adam Choice get become a free agent? Uh, I have not heard anything on Adam Choice. Okay. Thank you, Rob. Hey, man, no problem. Thanks for calling in on the show. All right, but back to the Knicks. They should try to trade and get Anthony Davis from New Orleans. He doesn't want to be there anyway. And then the Knicks would um, have Anthony Davis. They'd probably have to give up Kevin Knox, who's a pretty good player. But then New Orleans would could get R.J. Barrett and have Zion and R.J. Barrett together, just like they were in college, along with Kevin Knox, and Drew Holiday, ladies and gentlemen, that is a good basketball team if they all play together. So that's what I would do if I were the Knicks. Then the Knicks, what they need to do is go after Kyrie Irving. Because then you'll have Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis together. And Kyrie can play. It's just a question of having his head right. So that's the way you need to go with the Knicks right now. And Mem- excuse me, New Orleans winning that draft was, or winning the draft lottery just changed the trajectory of that entire franchise. And we get to make fun of Knicks fans, which is always fun. No! So upset. So upset. Get over it. All right. So final thing of the day. You know, we talked about this last week with uh, John Daly getting the cart at the PGA Championship, which starts tomorrow, by the way. I don't think John Daly's going to make the cut, but Tiger Woods did have some comments on John Daly, and his comments yesterday were uh, kind of scathing, to say the least. Uh, as far as JD taking the cart, well, I walked with a broken leg, so.
Yeah, Tiger Woods on John Daly with his cart. And John Daly says he wishes he had all the facts before he made that statement. So I guess he's kind of upset with that. Eh, you got to let that go. All right, final thing of the day here. Last night uh, in the NBA, you had Portland and Golden State going at it in the Western Conference Finals. Terry Stotts was asked an interesting question. Terry Stotts is the head coach of Portland. And the way that he just smacked around this reporter was kind of funny last night. The comments from Terry Stotts after his team drops Game One of the Western Conference Finals to Golden State. Um, you know, Houston uh, had some success. You know, trapping Steph and really getting out on him. Uh, is this a, sustainable for you guys to keep dropping the big so far? Did they? Uh, I can't remember when he had thirty-three in the second half. Were they trapping then? Yes, they were, and he scored thirty-three in the second half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll look at that. Coach Terry Stotts last night. Basically, what he's saying without really saying it, is that I'm the coach of the basketball team, you know, the guy who got his team into the Western Conference Finals. You, sir, should not be questioning that. We lost game one. Let it go, my friend. We may win the next four, and then what? Look, nobody's been able to stop Steph Curry ever. Not in the past, what, five years? He goes out, he could drop 30 on you in a second. And if he doesn't drop 30 on you, he can pass the ball to Klay Thompson, who can drop 30 on you. He can dip the ball off to Andre Iguodala, who could drop 30 on you. There are so many weapons on that team, you can't just sit here and try to trap Steph Curry all the time. It's not going to work. And by the way, if you try to do that, you think that Steph Curry's not going to figure that out? And they're going to work away from that? you got to throw different looks at him all the time. And that's kind of what they did last night. Hey, don't question the man. I mean, he's got his team in the Western Conference Finals. But I do like the fact that he didn't just blow off the question. He was honest. We need a lot more of that in our country today on the sports end. Because you have a ton of guys who just won't say anything. Won't say anything. They'll give you the cookie-cutter answer so that you'll leave them alone so they can go and collect their millions. And most of the time, those coaches are mediocre, by the way. I'm just saying. Good job, Terry Stotts. Because now, the reporters that go into his press conferences, they need to have their games up because he'll tell them point-blank if what they want to know or what he thinks they need to know. Got to be a big boy if you're going to go in the interview room. All right, more of the rundown tomorrow. Don't forget, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk will join us next. We'll have Clemson Clemson baseball here tomorrow as they play Wake Forest. That series starts on Thursday night. And, of course, whatever else we can run into, full PGA tournament coverage tomorrow as well, right here on the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.